0: Yeah, that's exciting. (laughs) Well, in today's message, I'm going to be extremely honest with you. I'm going to be very vulnerable with you and I'm going to have a confession with you. Now, before I get into that and I get all real and get all emotional, what I want you to know is this, is I know Jesus. I know Jesus, I have a relationship with him. I pray, I read God's word. I know his promises that he's spoken over in my life. Next thing is I love Jesus. I love him with every part of my being, my heart, my soul, my mind, and I follow Jesus. This life that I live, I, have, I don't even do anything for me. I don't, I, everything in my life, I want to bring glory to God. Now, here's the thing. Although all those things are true, I still battle, I battle with overwhelming anxiety in my life. Now, here's the thing. I I wish this wasn't true. I I don't like feeling anxious at times. I don't like feeling like I'm losing control in certain areas of my life, but that's the truth. There are times at night when I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and I am frozen where I begin just to battle with negative thoughts, thinking about everything that is coming. I begin to think about the workload. Man, I've got so much to do. I've got so many people to reach out to. I have so much to do in my life. And I I can start to think about my children. I've got two kids, okay? Kids are stressful sometimes. They are a responsibility. And sometimes I think about that responsibility. I'm like, God, I do not wanna mess these kids up. There are times in my life where I'm just, I'm thinking about the worst case scenarios in my head and I'm playing them over, over and over and over again. And I feel like there's nothing I can do. My mind, it'll lock in on something and it's hard to shake. Or I can feel shortness of breath, or I can feel panic of, man, what am I gonna do? How, how am I gonna react if that takes place? I've got all these things, I've gotta get the kids here. I've, got, I've gotta be here for this appointment. To be clear, I know Jesus, I love Jesus and I follow Jesus. And yes, even as a pastor, we got to battle anxiety at times. In today's message, my goal for us is to be honest. You don't need to be honest with me, but my goal for today is for you to be honest with yourself and for you to be honest with God. Because there are people in this room who battle Anxiety every single day of their life. There's people who are at home right now who are chained to fear, who are chained to anxiety. And I want you to know this, God has not created you to live this way. God did not die on the cross so you would be chained to the things of this world and chained to darkness. But here's the thing, never before have we seen two years, like 2020 and 2021. It, it wasn't just difficult in America, okay? Like we're in this, this bubble, okay? And we're like, man, it's been a tough year here in America. It has been a tough year, couple years in this world. 2021, to me, I've, I have aged so much. You can't see because my wife plucks it out, but I have gray hairs now. These two years, they felt like 20 years to me. One day, 2020 is going to be an adjective. Here, here's this mysterious virus. It just spreads like wildfire. It, it shuts everything down and it disrupts everything. It disrupts businesses. It disrupts families. It disrupts schedules and routines. And then on top of that, you're going to add massive economic fears. What, what are we going to do? Inflation and, and all these different things. And then you add in racial tensions, political division like we've never seen and no matter where you're getting your news from, you're getting biased news. And you're like, I just want the truth. What's actually taking place, but you're getting this confusing news. And both of these things are contradicting each other. And there's a bunch of freaked out people on social media. They're just sending out conspiracy theories. It's like, what am I supposed to do? What, it, of course, any of those things are going to lead people to feeling afraid It's going to make people feel lonely. It's going to make people feel uncertain. It's going to make people feel like they've lost control of their life. It's going to make them feel hopeless. This is a true pandemic in America and in the world. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful that in this church, we're going to talk about real things that we go through. Listen, I'm grateful that our pastor, Pastor Glenn, he wants to do this series because so many times I don't want people to just come in here and just occupy a seat. I don't want people to just come in here and be like, man, that was a great word. I want people to leave this room refreshed changed going into the world and let people know, look, this is what God did for me. He changed my life. I was held to anxiety. I was held to depression and now I'm refreshed. I'm new. I'm a new creation. My wife, she's a pediatric hospital at a, or she works at a pediatric hospital in Tampa. And to this day, the, the Baker act unit is overflowing with kids. It's overflowing with kids. And it's not just in the kids' hospital. It's in the adult hospitals too. People are looking for hope. People feel like I have nowhere to turn. I want you to know this, hope has a name. True love and true purpose, it has a name and his name is Jesus. So the National Center for Health, it did, it did a study in 2019 in July. It said that 8.2% of adults showed signs of an anxiety disorder. 8.2, that's, you're like, wow, that's, that's a lot of people. Well, you fast forward just a year later, July of 2020, over 36% of adults showed signs of, of an anxiety disorder. This is a real issue in America. This is a real issue in the world. So we are going to talk about it. We're going to take it to God's word. And I pray today that this message changes your heart, not because of what I have to say, but because of what Christ endured for us, because of he is changed. He has changing power. He changes everything right now. We're in a message series that is called mixed feelings. And in this series, we're talking about real emotions. We're talking about real things that we go through, that we feel every single day. Last week, Pastor Marcelo brought an incredible word. Aren't, aren't y'all grateful for Pastor Marcelo? He gets to deal with your kids. He, he gets to deal with your kids. That's a lot. So we're grateful for Pastor Marcelo. If you missed that message, I want to encourage you. It's a great message. What do you do when you feel hurt? Where is is God. Aren't you grateful that, that God is not this far off God, that he's a God who's right there with you, that he is close to the brokenhearted, that he is right there with you when you're hurting. But today, I want to talk about anxiety. Now, anxiety, this is, this is a complicated thing and I'm not going to pretend like I know everything about anxiety and all that it has to. So give me grace. Okay. Because here's the thing, anxiety, it can be physiological, it can be emotional, it can be situational, and it can be spiritual. In, in in my life, I feel like it's always important to take a holistic approach to everything. Okay, do I, need to, do I need to look at my diet? Do I need to go and see a doctor? Or is there some sort of medicine that I need to take? Or is there some sort of counseling that I need to take? Here's, like I said, I'm not an expert, okay? I don't know everything about every situation, but in today's message about anxiety, I'm gonna take a spiritual angle. The definition of anxiety is this, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. I had a pastor friend tell me this. He said, worry and faith, they are very, very similar both believe that something unseen is inevitable something that i cannot see it is for sure going to take place meditating on that belief in the unavoidable it's going to produce one or two things enhanced anxiety or enhanced peace what we meditate on in our life it matters it matters in our mind if you come home from work every day and you turn on the news you're you're going to feel anxious I promise you that because that is what you're filling your mind with. If you get home every day and you just scroll for hours, see the people, then you're just comparing yourself to people and you're seeing all these news articles and you're like, oh my gosh, gas is going to go up even more. If that's what you're meditating on, you're going to feel anxious. If that's what you're meditating on, you're going to feel fear. But if you meditate on the word of God, if you meditate on who he is and how good he is, I promise you, you will feel more peace in your life. So maybe in your life, you're like, okay, I I am a Christian. I do follow Jesus, but I feel anxious all the time. Or I feel anxious at times. It's very easy to be like, man, I don't have faith, man. I failed God. Is this a sin to be anxious? I want you to know it's not a sin to be anxious. Anxiety like anger, it can lead to sin but it's not a sin. Here's the thing, it may actually surprise you and comfort you. Jesus himself battled with anxiety. He battled with anxiety when he looked ahead at what he was about to endure for us on the cross. So what did Jesus do in his life when he felt overwhelming anxiety? He did exactly what my four-year-old daughter does. He started talking he started talking. Now, when anxiety arose up, Jesus talked back. Jesus talked back to his anxiety. So the goal of this message is for us to find relief from our anxiety. So how do we do that? We're gonna do exactly what Jesus did. The first point in your notes is this, is talk to your friends, talk to your friends. You may look at your life and be like, I don't have any friends. Well, then you need to join a small group. You need to get involved. You need to have good people in your life. I have no idea where I, where I would be without people in my life, keeping me accountable, having my back, praying with me, walking through this life together. Cause can we be honest? Life can be hard. And if you're doing it alone, you are susceptible to so much in your life. But if you've got someone who's got your back, if you have a group of people who say, you know what, we're going to do this life together, we're going to run toward our calling, we're going to do what God has called us to do, I promise you it will be so much easier. I'm going to read Mark 14, but before I do, I want to give you context. This was right after the Last Supper Jesus had with his small group, his disciples with all his close friends and Judas was there and he slipped away to go betray Jesus. And Jesus took three buddies to the garden of Gethsemane to pray. Mark 14, 32. They went to a place called Gethsemane. That means the crushing. And Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James and John along with him and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Jesus never sinned. Jesus never fell short. He was perfect, but he felt troubled. He felt distressed. He's like, oh my goodness, look at what I'm about to endure. There's a message translation. It's like a poetic abbreviation of the Bible. It says he plunged into a sinkhole of dreadful agony. He was in a pit of agony. Have you ever been in that pit in your life? where you're in there and you're like, how am I going to crawl out? There's nothing for me to grab onto. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. He knew what was about to take place. He knew that although he never sinned, he never did anything wrong. He was going to be arrested. He was going to be tortured beyond bear. He was going to die a crucifixion, the most painful and the most humiliating way to die. He knew that he would become sin. He knew that all of our sins would become him, that they would take him on his back. He took my sins. He took your sins. He knew what was about to take place, and he knew his father would turn away from him. He knew these things were about to take place. And you can look at Jesus's honesty here. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. It's overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, stay here and keep watch. He tells his friends, listen, this is how I'm feeling. I need you. Stay with me. Pray with me. I need you. The honesty in that. God in flesh form, being so vulnerable, so honest, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. There, there, nobody lies like Christians. Nobody lies like Christians. We don't want to be honest a lot of times with each other. We don't want to be vulnerable because a lot of times when we ask, "Hey, how you doing?" Praise God, blessed and highly favored. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good, and that's great. But if we're truly honest with ourselves, then we could go to our friends and say, "You know what, man?" I am struggling in my marriage. I need you to pray with me. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm really fearful about my kids. They're, they're walking away from God, they're on a path I never thought that they would be, but we're so stuck in saying, I'm good, blessed and highly favored. And that's not where God wants us to be. One of the biggest reasons you're feeling anxious is because you're lacking community in your life. I want you to know this, without community, you are vulnerable to so much because you're lacking true friendship, you're lacking true accountability, you're lacking people in your life who have your back. I need my friends in my life, not just to go have a good time and and hang out with, I need people who are gonna build me up. Because if we're honest, we don't always feel 100%. This life is difficult, I have to talk to my friends, man, this is something that I'm struggling with, and we have to be real with ourselves. The last few years, it it has been, it's been insane. And it's going to take years of study to actually see the results of isolation and quarantine. I want you, it is not good to be alone. When you are alone, the devil has you right where he wants you, all alone. He doesn't want you around people who are praying for you. I promise you that, I promise you. I remember the the first couple weeks that we opened after the shutdown, for months, we were, we were in here alone, just the staff. And it was weird. Do you know how hard it is to preach? This is a big room and it was empty. And you're looking into the camera like you're trying to like look into someone's soul and you're like, this is not it. It, it, was, it was hard. It was difficult. It, it, something was missing. It was you guys. It was us worshiping together, having community. But I remember when people coming back, people walking through those front doors, They were crying. They're like, I'm just so thankful to be back. People were hugging. That might make you mad. I'm sorry, but they were hugging and they were coming to us and saying, I need you to pray with me. I need you right now. I need to be here with you. I need you to support me. I need your prayers in my life. There is power when you pray with somebody. There is power when you pray with someone. Listen, it's great to pray for someone, but when you grab their hands, or you put your hand on their head, whatever it is, there is power in that. God's word says, when two or more are gathered in his name, it will be done. There's power in that. And here's the thing. If we were were truly honest with ourselves and we were truly like, you know what? I need a touch from God. This altar, every single Sunday morning would be filled after service for people who needed prayer, because I don't know about you, but I need prayer in my life. I need someone to lay hands on me. I need someone to build my faith up. But a lot of times we don't want to be vulnerable with ourselves, let alone be vulnerable with God. I want you to know God wants to change your heart. And it's not just going to happen by just sitting in a pew or sitting in a chair. It's going to take an act of faith for him to do something in your life. His response It was honest. It was vulnerable. My soul is overwhelmed. I feel like this could kill me guys. Don't leave, pray with me. Point number two is this talk to your father. You can talk to your dad if you want, but talk to your heavenly father, cry out to him. We don't serve a God who's far away. We serve a God who's relational. We serve a God who cares for you in everything that you go through. In the car, there's a dashboard, right? And on that dashboard, there's a lot of different things. It says your speed limit, it, it gives you different things. It, you got a lot of indications, right? There's a few red lights that we do not like to see, right? When that red light comes, you're like, here we go. You've got that, uh, that uh, exclamation point. It's like, okay, you need to get tired. You need to get some air in your tires. You know, you're, you're running low. And then there's this thing, it's it's the check engine light, right? Now, here's the thing. When the check engine light comes on, it's like, oh my goodness, where do I go? Advanced Auto Parts, they do it for free, right? I can go go and get that checked. Now, here's the thing. The the problem isn't the light turning on. The problem isn't, oh, there's a light. I need to figure out how to turn this off. What that light is signaling to you is that it's time to take your car to the manufacturer. It's time to get your car looked at. Anxiety is the same thing. Anxiety is a signal alerting you that it's time to pray. It's time to cry out to God. It's time to say, you know what? I'm taking my soul to the manufacturer. I'm going to have him look at me. I'm going to reach out to him. I'm going to say, I need your help. I need you in my life. Paul said this. He said, don't be anxious about anything. What do I do? In every situation, pray. In every situation, pray pray. It's, if it's big enough for you to worry about, it's big enough for you to pray about. You may feel like, man, I don't know if God really cares about this. Like, if it's big enough for you to worry about, if it's big enough to run your life, then it's big enough for you to take to God. If you're anxious about your marriage and you look at your spouse and you're like, man, I just want to feel the love we had. I feel so disconnected. I don't know what to... Pray. If you look at the economy, you're like, man, inflation, man, the gas prices are going crazy. I don't know... Pray. If you look at your job and you're like, man, I got, I hate this job. I'm not making enough money. I don't know what to pray. If you have decisions coming in your life and these are making you anxious and you don't know what to pray. If it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. Anxiety is a signal that it's time to pray. It's time to get vulnerable with God. It's time to get on your knees, humble yourself and say, God, I need you, I cannot do this alone. Mark 14, 35, it says, going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba father, he said, everything is possible for me, for you. Take this cup from me. That's how he felt. It was honest. It wasn't safe. It wasn't some scripted prayer that your grandma taught you. It was real. It was raw. It wasn't scripted. There's these kids' prayers. We teach our kids some of these prayers. I'm just like, this is messed up. This is like causing me anxiety. I remember when I was four years old, this was the first prayer that I learned. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep that if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. My, my daughter has a little doll. You push it and it says that prayer. And every time she pushed, I throw that thing across the house. I'm like, get away from me. What, what, what idiot thought this was a good idea to teach a four-year-old? Anyway, listen, Jesus, he didn't recite words. He, he didn't recite this scripted prayer. He cried out from the depths of his soul. He was honest with God. I want you to know prayer isn't about having perfect language. It's not being articulate. Prayer is being honest and saying, Lord, I need you. This is how I'm feeling. I need your spirit to come over me. I need peace in my life. God loves you. And he's inviting you to cry out to him. In 1 Peter, it says, cast all your cares on him, Why should we cast our cares on him? Because he cares for you. So maybe you're a father and you look at your life and you're like, man, my wife hates me. My kids don't love me. I, my life is falling apart. What, what, do I, what do I do? Maybe you're having issues trusting God. Be honest. God, I need your help. I need you to build my faith. I need someone who can come and speak life into me. If it's on your mind, it's on God's heart, talk to your friends, talk to your father. Next point is this, is talk to your feelings. Does anyone ever have like messed up, jacked up feelings? Is that just me? I'll be honest, I have messed up, jacked up, wayward feelings all the time. And and what the world tells us to do is to follow your feelings, tells you to follow your heart, It'll make you feel good. But what God's word says is your heart is the most deceitful thing. It can, it can lead you astray from God. Now, here's the thing. If I followed my heart, I would be in jail by noon and I would see half y'all there. (laughs) I really would. Listen, I want you to know this. You are not your feelings. You are not your feelings. Your feelings are very, very real. They're real feelings, but they're not necessarily true. Your feelings do not get to lead you. Your feelings do not get to control you. As a follower of Jesus Christ, what leads me? The Holy Spirit, hand in hand in my life. Because if I followed my emotions, God would, he might want me to go there, but I'm gonna go way over there because my feelings, they are gonna cause me to fall away from God. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna talk to our feelings. What does that mean? Let your feelings know, listen, you do not get to boss me around. You are not in control of me. This right here, you, you are a vessel that is supposed to be used by Jesus Christ. This is a vessel that wherever I go, i want to bring peace. I don't want to bring confusion and anger and all these different things. I want to be a light to this dark world. Your feelings don't necessarily reflect reality. We love to use the scripture, no weapon formed, me, uh, formed against me shall prosper. That's a great verse. It's a great verse. I want you to know one of the biggest weapons that the enemy is going to use and one of the biggest schemes he wants to do is he wants to get you alone. He wants to get inside of your mind and he wants to start throwing darts of lies into your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. So we need to get ready. We don't need to just lay back and say, you know what? I, I'm just an anxious person. I'm just, I'm, I live in fear. I live in, 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 in always thinking about the unknown. Take every thought captive. Take every thought captive. If it's not from God, if it's something negative, if it makes you feel not godly, it's not from God. Because God, God's word, it brings correction, but it brings life. It brings light into our life. So it's time for us as Christians, it's time for us to fight back. Listen, I'm tired of being f- led by my emotions. I'm tired, for our, I'm tired of our church being led by how they feel. Well, this is how I feel. Talk to your feelings about your faith. Talk to your feelings about what Jesus did for you. Your feelings don't run you. Mark 14, 36, it says, Abba Father, he said, everything is possible for you, Take this cup from me. And this is where he talks to his feelings. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Not my will, God, but let your will be done. What does he feel like? He doesn't feel like going to the cross because he knows what it's about to take place. So, but Jesus talked to his emotions and said, God, not my will, but your will be done. Speak truth to your feelings. Align your feelings with your faith. All, our culture, it loves us. It's so self-centered. It's all about how you feel. Do what makes you feel good. Do what makes you happy. If you live that way, it's gonna lead you away from God. I promise you. If you're in this room and you feel like, man, God, God doesn't love me. Truth is he does. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. You may be in here and you may be sitting alone and you feel like I have no friends, I'm all alone. It's not the truth. God's word says he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Maybe you're worried about your bills and you're like, man, I don't even know how I'm gonna get food. I don't know how I'm gonna put any more, any more gas in my car. My God will supply all my needs. You may feel like a victim. It's not what God's word says. With Christ Jesus, you are more than an overcomer. What I wanna do right now is I'm gonna ask everyone just to close their eyes. And what I'm gonna do is I'm going to speak God's promises over you. I want you to know these aren't my words. These aren't words to make you feel fuzzy and be like, oh man, that's, that's nice. These are, these are from the Bible. These are God's promises over you. And what I want you to do is just focus on these words. Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God is our refuge and our strength, our very present help in time of need. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not grow faint. And the last one is this. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, in a song of praise to our God. You can open your eyes. I I don't know who this is for, but I want you to know that God is in this room. His presence is here right now. And what God is saying is it's time to come out of the pit. It's time for you to not look at the future. It's not time to look at your situation. It's It's not the time for that. It's time for you to live again. You may feel like, man, I'm in this pit of destruction. When you call on the name of Jesus, he will lift you out of the miry bog. He will set your feet upon a rock. He doesn't just leave you there, but he will secure your steps. He will change everything. He will put a new song within you. You may be like, man, what song am I singing? You're singing a song of life. You're singing a song of joy. You may look at your life after and be like, man, God, what are you doing? He's changing you from the inside out. It's time to live again. So what did Jesus do with anxiety? He talked to his friends, he talked to his father and he talked to his feelings and it worked and it worked. Jesus, he stumbled into the garden with overwhelming soul crushing anxiety. Everything he knew that was gonna take place, it happened. The soldiers came, they arrested him. He faced an unjust trial, although he never sinned, they persecuted him. They tortured him, not not just like, oh, they hit him. He was beaten so badly, you couldn't even recognize him. They ripped his beard from his face, organs falling out of his body, excruciating pain, carried a cross up a hill, the cross that he would die on. I want you to know Jesus, He was strong. He was determined. He was unshakable. And no one took his life. No one took his life. He gave his life. He gave his life for you and he gave his life for me. (laughs) While he hung up on that cross in pain, feeling shame, he said to God, Father, forgive them for they know not what They do. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. If you deal with anxiety, do what Jesus did. Start talking, be honest, be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. Philippians 4, 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about your marriage. Don't be anxious about that decision you have coming up. Don't be anxious about your finances but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will guard you. The peace of God, it's, it's not a peace from this world. The world can't give it and the world cannot take it away. But I want you to know the spirit of God, it's here right now. And it's full of peace, it's full of love. And when you commit yourself and your life to the spirit and you truly live for the spirit and for God, you give him your past, the past that you may be ashamed of. And you're like, man, that gives me anxiety. That gives me fear. You give him your past, you give him your future and you give him your present. He changes everything. There's no storm that he will not bring you through. There's no obstacle that he will not help you overcome. There's no enemy that God will not defeat on your behalf. And there's no heartache that God can't heal. I talked about it earlier. I I, I deal with anxiety sometimes. And there's times I'm like, I don't know what to do. So what do I do? I call out to God. Because just the name Jesus Just the mention of his name, it shatters darkness. It shatters darkness. And what it does is it calms my soul. It brings peace to my soul. When I say Jesus, even a whisper, it breaks through my doubting. It breaks through my fear until it's gone. You're not your emotions. You're not your feelings. Take authority over those things. I want you to know the same spirit that raised God from the dead, it lives in you. It lives in you. So in our life, we don't need to live in fear. We don't need to live with uncertainty because with Christ Jesus, I have authority over all principalities and darkness. I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to worry because I know that me and God, we make a majority. I may be, I may be it just might just be me and him for a while, but guess what? I'm in good hands. I'm going to have peace. I'm going to have joy despite my circumstances, despite what I'm facing. I just want to pray over you guys right now. Lord Jesus, I pray for anyone in this room right now who is feeling anxious. Anyone who battles these things in their life of fear and battling anxiety, Lord Jesus, I pray that a new spirit of peace will fall upon them that it'll fall upon their household, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, that when we think about our situation, we will look to you and you will surround us with your love, that you will surround us with your grace. God, I pray that you will remind us that we are not our feelings. We are not how we feel, but that we're your child and that you love us and you're a good, good father. In your name I pray, amen. If you guys just wanna bow your heads just one more time, if it, maybe you're in here today and you're like, man, I, I want that peace. I wanna have that relationship with God. I want you to know he loves you. He cares for you. He took your sins even before you wanted to give your life to him while you were still sinning, he died on your behalf. He made a way so that you could spend eternity with him. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that you believe he was raised on the third day, you will be saved. And when you do that, when you call out on the name of Jesus, he always answers that call and he will change your life. If you're in here today and you say, you know what, I want that. I want that peace. I want to give my life to God. If you're in here, what I'm gonna ask you to do is just to raise your hand on the count of three. You can look up at me. One, two, three three. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. You can put your hands down. Thank you. What I'm going to ask you to do at your seat is just have a conversation with God. Say, God, I'm giving you my life. This life that I have, I'm giving to you. Forgive me of the things that I've done. And what he does is he begins to change your heart when you humble yourself and say, God, I need you, he changes everything. I'm gonna say a prayer over you now. Lord Jesus, I pray for the people who are receiving you right now. I believe that the best days of their life are right ahead of them, God, walking hand in hand with you, Lord. I pray, God, that in their life, the old person will be gone and that the new creation will be here, God, that you will give them a heart that is ready to do your will, Lord that they will align their thoughts in their life with things that are godly, things that are of you, Jesus. In your name I pray, amen, amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here today. What I want you to know is if you just raised your hand, we've got a book for you. It's called Fresh Start with God. Maybe you're thinking, where do I go from here? What do I do? We have a book for you, it's just a little gift. Altar prayer team, you can come up here. If you need prayer for anything, I want you to know we are here for you. It's not just about coming to church on a Sunday. If you are going through something and you need prayer, maybe you just received Jesus, come and get prayed for. We love you. So if you guys wanna stand to your feet, we're gonna dismiss right now, God. You see our heart, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, as we enter out of this room today, Lord, that we will be a light to this dark world, God that you will be with us, God, that you will guide us, that wherever we go and whatever we do, Lord Jesus, we will affect people for your kingdom, God. Thank you for using us. Thank you for us being here today. I pray, God, that the faith and the excitement that we receive today, we won't just keep it in our hearts, God, but we will share it with the world, that we will share it with our families, that we will share it with our coworkers, God. We love you, Jesus. In your name I pray, amen, amen. Love you guys. We'll see you back next week.